there, missionaries. Welcome to the first episode of Previously on the Michelle Mission. All month long, Vincent and I are going to be replaying some of our favorite Halloween reviews. Reviews of some creepy, slimy, spooky, scary, and some pretty whack black horror movies over the last 300 plus episodes. Previously on the Michelle Mission is going to be a continuing series from Vincent and I as we go back into our catalog and pull out some of our favorite or more memorable reviews and rerun them for you. It'll only be the trailer for the film and the review itself. We may tack on a little bit of bonus material um, that we feel may fit the theme, as you will find with this episode. Hopefully people will enjoy that and people that have been clamoring for just the review, they will get some of our more popular reviews coming your way. And if there are any reviews that you want to suggest for previously on the Michaud Mission, please let us know. Email us at Mission at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter, um, hashtag previously. That'll let us know exactly what reviews you want to hear or feel free to leave us a voicemail. If you want to leave us a voicemail telling us the previous reviews that you want to hear, leave us a voicemail at 215-867-9666. There's many ways you can do to tell us exactly what you want to hear on our new bonus series previously on the Michelle Mission. But tonight, it's Acrimony, starring Taraji P. Henson. This was actually episode 133 of the Michelle Mission. Now, the the story of Acrimony actually begins with episode 106 of the Michelle Mission, which was our review of Attack the Block. On that episode, I came in to tell Vincent about a recent trip to the movies, where... I sat in a theater and watched Tyler Perry's Acrimony. And it was not an enjoyable experience. And that viewing spawned an epic rant because I went in on Tyler Perry's Acrimony for reasons that will be quickly detailed to you. Because not only are we giving you the review from episode 133, but as a bonus preceding that, I have the rant from episode 106. So we hope you enjoy. It's an epic rant, and I still feel very strongly. My feelings have not changed about acrimony. And in breaking news, we have Michelle Mission breaking news that Lynn wanted to discuss. Okay, well, hey, <laughs> I didn't want to get to it right now, but yes. Um... <laughs> It is funny because on uh, on our Facebook group, someone who was it? I think it was, yeah, Bougie Square Society. Was it Bougie Square Society? Yeah, I saw he had posted a poll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was listening to the Karen Hunter show, and, and she discussed the blind support that we—I'm assuming black people. I mean, what other we would it be? 
give Tyler Perry because we want a brother to win and we want to support black businesses. I don't know how much the Filipino community supports Tyler Perry. Man. I mean, Fair I don't enough. know. Fair enough. Maybe they do. Maybe he has a huge Filipino following. Yeah. I don't know. Could be, you know. But I assumed he was talking about black people. I assume so, too. Full disclosure, Bougie Square Society continues. I think that Mr. Perry is a coon and then he makes <laughs> minstrel shows. Oh my goodness. That's my opinion. That's and so harsh. And now my question to the missionaries is what is Mr. Perry's best movie? To which Savon Johnson wrote, well, I think he's a minstrel show too. Oh my goodness. I would have Great. no idea of any titles of so harsh. his movies, to be honest. I found the Browns on stage funny though. Far as I get with a title is Medea does something. Sabria Sabria Hafiz wrote that, yeah, there are all morality plays pretty much where loose women are the problem, along with unexplained violence and liquor, never racism. <laughs> Medea's family reunion comes to mind where I enjoy the eye candy of Boris Kojo and okay. sickly had to stomach the shrug to raping children. Yes, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was not aware of that. Gun to my head? Gun to my head, I'd probably go with Daddy's Little Girls. That's the um, the one with Idris Elba. Idris Elba. It's, it's one of the few films where you have a few Tyler Perry films. Maybe the only one. I'm and I'm going to say maybe because I'm not caught up, which will be a perfect segue into mm-hmm. <laughs> your breaking bulletin. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few Tyler Perry films with a female antagonist right and i find the 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 little girl and i forget her last i think her first name is like china but she plays a younger daughter okay on um black lightning oh okay she she was a disney like my my daughter used to like when she was on disney and Mm -hmm. she has she has a lot of charm yeah and she's like younger in there isn't she like oh yeah she's a kid yeah she's a kid she's like the baby you know so daddy's little girls is a terrible movie (laughs) but among all the terrible movies that Tyler Perry makes, mm-hmm. I would choose that as the most interesting. Okay, China, China and McLean. Yeah, China and McLean. Interesting so. little actress. Yeah, interesting little actress. Interesting, even on um, Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Yeah, yeah. I think she plays a great teenager. Right on Black Lightning. So, still uh, a terrible movie though. I'm sure it is. And uh, uh, Gabrielle Union, of course, plays. A middle class professional black woman who is stuck up and can't get her life right and what she needs is a working class man to get her back in touch with her community which is another theme that we say oh man talk about themes uh-uh so first of all to answer the question i can't name a black like black lightning tyler perry movie that i consider his best movie because i've yet to see a tyler perry movie that i thought was good no 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 but one of them is less bad than the others. Again, Daddy's Little Girls is a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not as terrible. Okay. As, um, you, you know, Diary of a Mad Black Woman or either of the Why Did I Get Married? Okay. Or the Temptation. Single Woman's Club or Temptation. Right. right. So right. it's terrible. Right. It's just not as terrible. Okay. Well, I um all right, then what is the least terrible of the ones that I've seen? Yes. Well, it certainly ain't the piece of shit that I oh. saw this weekend. And oh, which was Tyler Perry's Acrimony starring Taraji P Henson. No, starring 
Academy Award nominated actress Taraji P. Henson. Um, this <laughs> this is a movie that that first of all that I went to because it was a it was a day of the movies with me and Tawana. Yes, on uh, on Easter. That's what we did. We went oh, to nice. the movie tavern here in Philadelphia. Oh, it's nice. probably one wherever you are, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. You get liquor. Yeah, you get liquor. Did you get liquor? Get served. They probably right. should have got liquor. All right. Yes. Yeah. yes. Copious <laughs> amounts of yes. liquor. Um, so it was our day of the movies, and she wanted to see, because she's a fan right. of Tyler Perry movies. No, a black man didn't want to go see a Tyler Perry movie, but his lady did, and he went with his lady. Yes. Boy, I hope somebody documented this. Mm. Uh, never heard this story before. So we went to see Tyler Perry's Acrimony. And from the, <laughs> from the opening credits this movie made me angry Uh uh-uh. and I got aggressively more angry with <laughs> each passing moment of this film by the end you were like Lynn smash <laughs> I what dude <laughs> Um, first of all, it's, it's a film that's about Taraji P. Henson, yes. who is a good woman. Is she a good Christian woman? No, she's not a Christian, but she's a good woman. Interesting. And it takes, and first of all, it starts with, you know, she's at, uh, she's in court. Okay. And being, um, she's being, uh, uh. Uh, found guilty and has to go to uh, anger management. Oh, okay. Which is, of course, the setup for the flashback <laughs> as to what has taken her into this. So Ooh. already, already, we're off to like, oh boy, let the cliches begin. Let the cliches begin. So then we have to flashback. Not just a couple of days. No, we have to flash back to college. Right, right, right. Where we find that she is actually a good woman mm-hmm. who, um, uh, in college, her mother passes away. Okay. Leaving her $350,000. Oh. 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 Now, the mother, surprisingly, the mother has two other daughters. Did she leave each older daughters? $300,000? Well, we don't know. That's just not that's irrelevant. Right. But apparently they she they left her, we know that she left her $350,000. And is this commented on at all? Like does anyone say this is an extraordinary thing? Is that not extraordinary? It's no. It's just it's what, I mean, not in the circles I travel. Maybe it's what one does. What one does when they die? Okay, all right. They leave three hundred and fifty thousand okay, dollars. Right. Hey, you know, hey, hey. mind you, do so The funeral stuff. must have been taken care of. So that's after funeral. After yes. funeral, three hundred fifty thousand to Taraji B Henson and the house and and the house and the house. All right, I'll grant. Is is her father around? No. So it's just the mother. Yes. All right. All right. I'm assuming this isn't the point of the movie. So I'm not going. I'm not, I'm no, not, it's not the point I'm, of the I'm movie. I'm not going. I'm, and it's okay. not explained. Go ahead. Black so the, and, and what, at, at which this point, she meets some dude. Okay. In college. In college. All right. Smooth talking type of brother. He's not even a smooth talking type of brother. He's kind of like, like a... Like a Joe Familiar type of dude. Could okay. it be easily been me or you? Okay. Because he's kind of a little bit of a geek. He's got this fantastic idea of creating this great battery that's going to change the world. Okay. Um, if only he can get his battery in front of this this 
big time angel investor who spends his whole life like looking for these ideas. Okay, venture capitalist dude. All right. I'm right. with you so far. I'm with you so far, Mr. Perry. Right. Now, so of course, he needs money to build his battery. Of course. And his woman, his girl, has $350,000. Now they're in college? In college. So these are like 20 year olds? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm all right. Sure. Go ahead. So, and then something happens, and I can't remember. And I'm sorry if I'm spoiling the film for you, ladies and gentlemen. But believe me, this is this is better than anything. You and it's say. for your own good. You this is for your own good. Tyler Perry movie. You so should not. A, this is not. Yeah, we have to. This is for you. We have to. Go ahead. You don't have to. All right. So, we do it so you don't have to. All right. So twenty year old young inventor dude. Yeah, he's in he's in college with her. Something happens and he's he he's gonna get kicked out of the college. He's gonna get kicked out. Is it all right, probably maybe some money stuff? I forget you know, uh, I forget, right, forget exactly what it was. But he's, he's gonna, gonna get he's gonna, gonna get kicked, kicked out, out of the college. college. Okay. But if he gets get kicked out of college, then he can't continue making his battery. Oh, okay. So he needs the so she kicks facility. out dough. She kicks out dough to keep him in school for so, his final semester. So it is semesters. a money thing, right? All right. And she kicks out dough so that he can continue on with his battery. Okay. At which point, this dude who lives in a trailer that is in the yard of his aunt for for some freaking reason. Okay. All right. Sure. Decides to cheat on her. <laughs> As one does. As one does. As one does. When your girl pays your tuition and you living in a trailer in your aunt's backyard. Right. Who hasn't been there? No. All right. So go ahead. So, so he cheats on her. He cheats on her. She catches wind of it. Sidebar. The ladies love a dude who live in trailers in their oh, aunt's yeah. front yard. Can't. I mean, come on. So, <laughs> mm. This is a dream made. So she catches wind of it. She him. catches wind of it, drives right. over there. All right, trailer is a rocking. Don't come a knocking. Right. right. Drives over there with um with his uh, oh, wait a minute. I forgot about one bit. So you're leaving out parts. I forgot about a bit. Because he she paid for his um paid for his schooling and stuff, but because he was like has to get back and forth and stuff, she bought him a car. They are twenty. Bought him a Mustang. Do her sisters know all this is going on? Yes. Do they tell her that she's being foolish? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. She called her. All right. Fine. Buys him a car. Catches wind that the boy is cheating. Yeah. She goes over there with with her truck and drives her truck into the trailer. Okay. Not once, but twice. Maybe she should have just taken a car. Well, no. She took a brick and smashed it through the window of the car. I mean, that's her car. That wasn't smart. I didn't. I. That's what I thought as well. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. We so go through it. He right. gets out of the car. He gets out of the trailer. Mm -hmm. The girl that he's with goes running off. He get, hooks up to her and like, baby, baby, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sweet talks her. Boom. They're back together. Okay. No, that's realistic, though. Right. <laughs> that that part is actually realistic. Fair enough. I've seen people come back from worse situations. Fair enough. Fast forward 18 years. 
Nothing of consequence happened in 18 years. Oh, stuff of consequences <laughs> happened in 18 years, Vince. Because for those 18 years, <laughs> she has worked two jobs, two full-time jobs, so that he, despite every once in a while getting an odd job that he can't really keep, can stay at home continue his education towards I guess I'm assuming a master's or whatever and keep working on and developing this battery that's going to change the world why can't he work while he's doing this (laughs) that's a good question Vince that's a good question that her sisters are asking after 18 years mind you by now they are married no, I understand that. And I understand, you know, live your dream, but and they're living in her mother's house. Why can't he? Her, okay, so he's not working somewhere, boy. But but assuming I'm, I'm assuming that that she has lost for foreclosure because they've gone through the three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then they took out a loan on the house that, of course, they defaulted on. I thought she was working two full-time jobs. She was working two full-time jobs, but, dude, bills and stuff kept stacking the heck up. Is it just the two of them? It's just the two of them. Ain't no kids? No kids. Are there student loans? Well... she paid for his... I gotta. Well, I guess there's not student loans because she was paying for it outright. So there's no student loans. I mean, the house is paid for. You but just but, have to he, keep but he keeps putting. But he keeps putting having to put money into this battery. Right, go ahead. Yeah, this 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 is yeah. This just sounds like Tyler Perry economics. Go oh, ahead. exactly. Yeah, he don't know how. Now money this is works. over 18 years. Right, right. And he's not. And he's just. You can't. He, to a degree, you can't say he's a shiftless brother because he keeps working on this stupid. Right, right. Stupid battery. All right, well, let's fast forward to when he makes it big and breaks up with her. I'm assuming that's what happens. No. Okay. That's not what happens. All right. Got me, Tyler Perry. After a point, he's still trying to meet this angel investor after 18 years. Right. This is still the goal. It's just one dude. That one dude. Nobody else invests. Nobody else. There's only investor on earth. That's the only investor on earth. All right, so there's one investor. This is one dude. Uh Uh-huh. So 18 years later, he, (laughs) somehow, he finds out that just being promoted to like uh, some high ranking person in this angel investors corporation is this girl Diane that he knows is that the girl he slept with in a trailer why Vince it's almost like you saw the movie get me in to see this dude now meanwhile the the way you are supposed to like you know the way you people get their stuff in front of this angel investor is like people make videos and stuff and they send it in and stuff like that and he'll he'll choose like one surprise one he like, like a, a howard hughes right dude like like charlie from charlie's angel he has like a lottery that he pulls like do, every year right do they show him 
Like, does he? They like, eventually show. All right, all right, okay, yes. all right. Dude has been sending in a video like almost like once a week for 18 years. <laughs> so when girlfriend gets this job oh and he stalks her outside of the company, oh. outside the building, she's already knows what's up with him. Oh. And she's like, yo, you know, you're not supposed to be around here, whatever, whatever. She goes in. But something in her mind clicks and she feels sorry and she pulls back all the 18 years of videos that he sent in. So old boy has seen the videos. He just don't want the battery. Uh, you got to assume that he's seen at least one or two. <laughs> right. Um, oh, so God. apparently this is terrible. He talks her into at least have lunch with me. We don't see them have lunch. But what we do find out is because they lost the mortgage on the house, the, sis the two sisters who, with their two husbands, have some kind of delivery com uh, company of their own, right? Sure. They've worked out a deal with their number one client that he will front them the money to keep the, the, to keep the house, right? As long as we can pay them back in six six months. We'll pay them back in six months by you, shiftless brother, come work for us for six months to just do some deliveries, and as long as you're on time with that, we'll be good. Somehow the economics of it worked out that that was going to work out, right? Well, of course, Vince, the day that he has to make the big delivery that to their biggest client to kick off this deal is the day he's at lunch with old girl. It's not the day that he has is at lunch with old girl, but it's the day that old girl has convinced angel investor that he will see you, but you have to be here in a half an hour. All right, come on, let's let's. So oh, he's making me tired. So he goes home. Oh lord, he doesn't go doesn't go to his delivery. They find the truck. And what's in the truck? Her pocketbook. I mean, her wallet, which fell out of her bag when they apparently went to lunch off camera. Taraji P. Henson comes home with the wallet. She Vince, Vince, wait a minute, Vince. Wait a minute, Vince. Yes. Wait a minute, Vince. Yes. Yes. She has, he has the meeting with the angel investor. The yes. angel investor looks at all the documents and said, I like this. I like it. So I'm he, going to give you $800,000 giving me the whole thing. <laughs> so he didn't look at it, the videos for the past 18 years. Well, he never looked at like the the the, the paperwork the that paperwork. goes with it, you know. It was just him. Please, buy my battery. Right. right okay. So now he's looked at it. All he's right. like, I like the concept. I'm going to give you $800,000 for the whole thing right All now. Right. He says, "No." Uh-oh. Because he's he would be selling out selling his joint off. Right, right. So he's like, "No, I know I you know, I've been working for 18 years. I'm going to just sell it out." No. So then he goes home to tell her family that is about to lose the house because he didn't make the delivery that I, I, I turned away $800,000. Right. But meanwhile, she's got the pocketbook of girlfriend. She's got the pocketbook So she's girlfriend. like, you need to leave. Yes. I'm done. I want a divorce. Okay. They divorce. And then, wah, 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 wah. About a couple of months later, and of course, now he's with Diane. And... And Angel Investor Dude says, okay, dude, here you go. 
$75 million <laughs> licensing fee oh. so you still keep the IP. Oh, I bet Academy Award nominated actress Taraji P. Henson was not happy about this turn of events. Wait, there's more. <laughs> Come on, Lynn, you're killing me. He shows up at her job after signing the deal for the $75 million. Right. One of her jobs, because she's working two jobs. Yes. <laughs> I'm paying right. attention. He shows up at her job with flowers. Yes. And a check for $10 million. Okay. Because, because I made it, so we made it. I know we're divorced, but... Right, right, right. Boom. Because the, the papers are signed. Like, technically, it's I ain't done. to give you nothing. Done. Right, right. Okay. Done. I mean, she could probably take him to court and all that, but sure. That's a pretty magnanimous. It's like you've seen the movie, Vince. <laughs> because now she goes home and she's mad at the sisters right. for caping up for her about breaking up with dude. Right. Because now he done hit for $75 million. Right. And he gave me a check for $10 million. She caught the vapors. She caught the vapors. So now she's got to show up at his penthouse. The penthouse that she, he was always promising her. He's in there with the other woman. Of course. And she's in there with a trench coat. And you know what that means. She's butt naked. Yes, sir. All right. So she runs out there embarrassed. And she sees this woman living the life that he promised her, mm. including the boat with the name that he said he was going to name it after her. Mm. Well, she you know what happened after, happened after that. Did she blow up the boat? Did she kill him on the boat? She so, tried. The boat is important, I'm sure. The boat is important. Of course. She finds her way onto the boat. She finds her way into girlfriend's wedding dress. Who am I supposed to be cheering for in this? Thank you, Vince. <laughs> this movie... <laughs> you talk about this movie for like 20 minutes. I, Lord Jesus, Vince, you do not know how much... I, I have never wanted... To get in front of the mic with you so much <laughs> <laughs> since after I saw this movie. This sounds terrible. Tyler Perry <laughs> is so you you've said it so many times when we talk about Tyler Perry movies. He is so angry at black women. Yes. That he will he he, he he's so subversive with his stuff, man. He builds them up. He builds this up. He builds this character up. She's a good woman. Does she have a little bit of a temper? Maybe. Right. But she's a good woman, right? Right. Who this dude totally dogs out of her dough, out of her self-respect and everything. Yes. Right? The whole, the, the basically the whole freaking movie, right? And her sisters are like, yo, you know, you don't need to be with him, don't need to be with him. Come on, you know, you can't see what, what's happening here, whatever, whatever, whatever. Until so, eventually they break up, right? And then you're supposed to believe that this guy is now the most world's charming guy because he comes to her with $10 million. Yes. Did he have to do it? No, he didn't have no, to do it. No, you know no. what I'm saying? But does he really ever own up for his complicitness in the desolation of their marriage? No. No, because it's all about, hey, I made it. So we made it not, you know, I know what I've done for you. This is what you have coming. There's no words or even a show, a hint of feeling about of that. Right. 
um, he he is now for the rest of the movie the victim because she the good woman now has to turn into this butt crazy woman who's drawing X's through the through pictures of his <laughs> of his new girl oh and God. is stalking them, going to where her wedding dress is and pouring sulfuric acid on her wedding dress. The whole freaking nine, man. And, and, and very it sounds very soap opera-ish too. It's very so, but it takes this quick turn so that now she's the scorned woman and and like 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 the villain of this piece and and him he uh her husband who i believe is named robert in the movie uh and his and his woman are now are now the victims you know what i mean and and the sisters who were only giving her good advice the whole time of the movie. They would just like open your eyes to what he was doing. What well, he's doing. So that dude get a job. Right. And then came with a, a, a situation where, hey, we're going to help you out, get get you out of this bond so we can keep right. mom's house or whatever, whatever, whatever. When she throws down the $10 million and like, I shouldn't have listened to y'all. And then she reads them a little bit about about their husbands, everybody in the audience is like, yeah, 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 they should have just shut up. They should have just shut up. Why should they have shut up? They were saying the right thing the whole time. But Tyler Perry has it's played it so much and flipped it so that not only is um, Taraji P. Henson's character the good woman, now the evil villain, but her sisters, who were doing nothing but ride or die with her, are now just we're supposed to see them as loudmouth shrews that should have just shut up the whole time just because dude came and dropped $10 million on your lap. Ain't all about the f***ing money. Oh. It's about showing some type of respect to for for women and his anger at women and the BS that he plays on this character just made me so freaking pissed, man. One, because I was sitting there in this movie... I paid for this freaking movie. You did? Two, because I was sitting there watching this movie. And three, because I was sitting there with a, a packed crowd of people who were falling for this crap. They were falling for this stuff, man. It's so slick and subver- subversive because it plays on uh, like simple simple emotions that you know because it is so soap uh soap operic or whatever the freaking word is you know <laughs> you you buy into that that you you can't see the pattern that is evident in every single solitary one of his movies including them stupid as Medea movies where he dresses up as a woman so that he can read everybody in the freaking movie men and women without paying any consequences for all the dumb crap that Medea's doing I can't st- as much as I want to cape up for this dude for what he does for for black actors and 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 black people in entertainment in front of and behind the camera for being the self-made uh the mogul that he is and all of his advances and the can't knock the man's hustle I just cannot stand somebody who gets there by the lowest common denominator and is just totally twisting and playing with people's emotions this shit pissed me the fuck off and I understand I'm gonna have to bleep the fuck out of this show but that's what this movie has done for me man it is so I mean 
And the shame of it is, is that in 2018, along with Proud Mary, which was a boring hit movie, you have a phenomenal actress in Taraji P. Henson that so far nobody can do nothing with. She's trying her heart out in this movie, but the script is 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 full of cliches and a stupid has voiceover that she sounds like she's got one um got a drink in one hand and, and the mic in the other as she's reading it because she can't believe she's got to read this crap. She's um supported by actors who are barely anything. Everybody I read um reviews that want to cape up for this guy that plays Robert. I think his name is Lyric Hunter or something like that. This move it, oh my god I can't stand this movie this movie pisses me the fuck off that's acrimony in theaters now starring taraji p henson academy award nominated taraji p henson from tyler perry in theaters now so do you think you have an anger problem Don't tell me I don't have a right to be angry. You don't know what he did to me. Help me understand this injustice. Just just tell me what happened. How far do you want to go? Why don't we just start from the beginning? He was beautiful. Gotta give him that. I was everything he needed me to be. I was strong when he needed me to be. I played weak. 18 years seemed to pass like days. He wouldn't cheat on you, would he? He's not touching me. So if he's not getting it from me, he's getting it from somewhere. You lie and you cheat. I'm Diana, Robert's fiance. You ever considered that maybe there's another way to look at this? Maybe he did mean what he said. Maybe the deceit isn't what you think. Would you allow room for that possibility? He caused all of this. Every damn breath in his body. So as we enter our third week, we come to Tyler Perry's Acrimony, a 2018 thriller slash psychological thriller starring Taraji P. Henson as Melinda Gale, the first wife and then divorced mate of Robert Gale, played by Lyric Bent, who, after the divorce, 
is not satisfied with the result of the divorce. And the film outlines their relationship, Mm -hmm. the disintegration of their relationship, and Henson's character, Melinda, how she badly deals with it. This is a film that we are talking about within the context of horror, black horror, thriller, Halloween month here on the Michelle Mission. And this was the choice of Mr. Lynn Webb. Lynn, my friend, my brother, (laughs) what do you say of Tyler Perry's acrimony? Well, first of all, I tried to be fair. Okay. If you listen to our review of, I believe it was Attack the Block. Yes. At the top of that show, I had mentioned that I had gone to see Acrimony at the behest of my my lady. Yes. And I came away disturbed by what I saw. Yes. To put it mildly, I did not like the movie at all. Yes. And it is a legendary rant. It is. You can go listen to. It is glorious. So, I wanted to give this one a fair shake. Yes. Okay? And, like you said, there is a twist that happens in this movie with uh, the Melinda character that is akin to some of the greater horror movies of recent times. Yes. So, this movie could maybe fit into that genre. Yes. If looked at through that lens. Yes. So I tried to look at this movie through fresh eyes, mm-hmm. paying attention to possibly can this truly fit into the, the horror genre. But then I gave myself an exercise. Okay. So I opened up a notebook on my phone <laughs> and I, I, I challenged myself to write down five things that I like about the acrimony. Five things that you like about acrimony. Number one. Number one. There appears to be an intentional color palette to the film if you just go from the beginning. Yes. Because there's the, there is like a a haze, uh, some kind of like filter on 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 the on the screen when you when the film opens up with the prerequisite shot of a bridge. How many movies start with a bridge now? So there's a bridge in the movie um, and then you see like the the cityscape and and I don't know. And now I'm colorblind so this like for some reason I'm seeing a lot of greens. I don't know if that actually is what it is. Okay. That's what I'm seeing. Okay. Greens. It probably is another color but whatever that color is it looks like it's very intentional. Yes. Because it stays on the movie, even until you open with Taraji P. Henson's character in what is, it apparently is like a counselor or psychiatrist's yes. office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Court appointed. Right. Court appointed a therapist. A therapist. Yeah. And relating her story. Yes. From which she will now provide a voiceover for the rest of the film. Yes. But that intentional color palette. Yeah. Whether or not it adds anything to the film. Right. I like the. At least in my, to my eye, it looks intentional. And I like the fact that, okay, Tyler Perry, who wrote, produced, and directed this film. Absolutely. 
it's going for something here. Okay. I'm not sure if if it's connecting, mm-hmm. but I appreciate that he is, I think he's going for something. All right. So that's number one. That's number one. Number one. Number one of the five things that I liked about Acrimony. Five things that Lynn Webb liked about Acrimony. Number two. Number two. We never got to number two. <laughs> Here we go. Because from there, I just start writing notes. <laughs> About things that I wanted to bring up in my review, just in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will read them to you. Okay. The script is in love with itself. It's telling instead of showing. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, it. the script sounds like it's a first draft. Mm. It does not sound like it's, it's been gone over at all. Mm-hmm. There are many times when the voiceover says what the Melinda character is going to do, and then you see the M- Melinda character do it. <laughs> and now she has to, the voiceover has to comment about what Melinda did as you see Melinda stand there and react to what she just did. <laughs> Which leads me to my second note, <laughs> that the voiceover is annoying. Yeah, yeah, voiceover. Because it is not because it the movie sets up that the voiceover is Taraji P Henson, you know, begrudgingly mm-hmm. telling this story to her therapist. Right. From that point on, all of a sudden Taraji P Henson is acting out a book. <laughs> That's what she's doing. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. is acting out pages from a book because there's nothing that sounds like she is just relating a story mm-hmm. to this therapist. Also, the best voiceovers, which usually are about somebody re- relating something that happens in the past, the voiceovers fade out mm. because. You're seeing what happens you're, you're in the past. You're actually watching it. So you don't no, no longer need for the voiceover to tell you what's happening. Right. You don't even need the voiceover to tell you what you, the person is thinking. Right, right. Because you're watching it. You're actually... And you sometimes know. you want to just be informed by what the acting is telling you. hmm But no, not in the Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> no, we Got to hold on to those precious jewels of this tome that he wrote because trust me, I guarantee within two years, Acrimony, the book, is hitting bookstores. Oh, no. <laughs> Why not? He could just take hey, her voiceover. Hey, and just put it on. The, and and that's it, the audible. Put it on the cassette. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. right there. The staging and directing mm. of Tyler, Tyler Perry, yeah. who has now, what, been directing movies a solid 10 years Oh, Absolutely. Probably more. Yeah, absolutely. His staging and his directing is still yeah extremely amateurish. Yes, crowded and mm. has no type of nuance or style at all. Mm-hmm. Even even if he was just a director that was uh, uh, stealing, you know, or cribbing styles from someone else, you know, that's at least him trying to do something. Mm-hmm. He's not. Case in point. There's a scene where there's a funeral because Melinda's mother dies. Yes. And her boyfriend, uh, Robert, mm-hmm. 
and this is them younger, comes into the funeral and immediately steps up, meets her two sisters. Right. Right. Melinda then walks into the scene like, oh, Robert, I didn't know you were here. Yeah, I was here talking to your sisters. They was giving me giving me the, the once over. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to a wide shot, at which point Robert is standing directly in front of Melinda and you can't see her. <laughs> then some dude from her past comes in. He says hi to everybody, walks into the middle of this little semicircle because now the two the two sisters, their fiancés have popped up out of nowhere. Yes. Cuts to the wide shot. The new dude, he's standing in the middle of this of the semicircle. You can no longer, you can barely see the two sisters behind him. You still can't see Melinda, who is now <laughs> hit by his shoulder and Robert. And this is a scene that goes on for at least 40 seconds on the screen. It's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in the scene. In yeah. the scene. It is, and, and that's just the beginning. Yes, yeah. It is just nothing but amateurish um like just just nonsensical staging camera work in this film and there's no excuse and at this absolutely point. at this point there there's is no, no excuse, excuse right absolutely in the world for Tyler Perry I, don't get me wrong I'm not asking Tyler Perry to become Martin Scorsese no you know what I mean but I'm like dude you've been at this 10 years when are you going to get better right when are you when are you when are you going to develop something? Right, you know what I mean. Because your stories are trash. Are you at least going to develop some type of hand at at, at depicting your stories? Mm-hmm. Right, but no, you can't do that either. Next note, and this was just, it was a stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness. Question: Yes. Does everyone in all of moviedom? Mm-hmm own the exact same Nina Simone album. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I see that same Nina Simone album. Yeah. It's so many, every, every move. And how dare Tyler Perry take the sacred text that is anything yeah by Nina Simone yeah and desecrate it yeah by having it attributed to this film read read the very first note that i wrote under the title Nina Simone really <laughs> exactly and you know why because he he's not he can't steal any type of directing style but he will steal whatever type of sentimentality you may have toward yeah. Nina Simone and try and blend that into this film. Right. But it doesn't work because he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many lines in this movie <laughs> that just annoyed me, mm-hmm. like punched me in my gut mm-hmm. with just, just cheap and so over the top. But there was no line that that got galled me more than let's not forget he took my virginity. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> oh no, not your virginity. <laughs> oh, but of not course, that. not your virginity. Yes. Oh yes. no. But of course, it has to be. Uh, he has to take everything. Yeah. He has yeah, to ab- yeah. absolutely take everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you tell me something? Yes, yes, hopefully. Younger Melinda. Yes, younger Melinda. In scenes with her sisters. Yes. It's easily a foot taller than them. Okay, yes. Taraji P. Henson is not even half a head taller than you. You have a lot of expectations (laughs) for continuity. But it makes sense because, again... This is a woman who would allow herself to be worn down by this man. Yeah, 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 yeah. For 18 18 years. years. 18 years, yeah. 18 years. 18. Of you working two jobs. You working two jobs. And this man sitting home playing with his erector set. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, yeah. And of course, and, and this is another. And of course, when he then they they, they lose the home, they lose freaking yes, everything. Yes, lose everything. And now he gets an opportunity to you know make better because he's going to do this job for his brother-in-laws and and whatever. And yo, you got to make this delivery. And of course, the delivery that you're making is to the biggest event ever. Of course, it doesn't have. We're not going to the event. So why does the event have to be the biggest event? Why does why did that have to be the line? And is the client that loaned us the money? They loaned us the money to get so our the house out. House. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, it's a lot at stake yes. with this delivery. So it really just has to be just a delivery. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a delivery that we have to hear. Yeah. It's like he's got his CEOs come in and it's a real big delivery. Yeah. No. It's just all he has. He has to make a delivery. Right. He doesn't make it. Right. That's all you need. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to know. Everything doesn't have to be the biggest and baddest. You don't have to lose everything, including her virginity. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be that. It, it doesn't no. have to be all these freaking absolutes. It yeah. just has to be a competent script. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Then <laughs> we get it's not I, I don't, it's not a MacGuffin, it's not a Duas Ex Machina. It's just all of a sudden there's a purse in the truck. <sighs> I thought I'd missed a scene. Everybody thinks they missed a scene. I thought I'd missed a scene. Everybody, because it, because dude, when I watched it the first time when I was in the movies, and when I watched it now, You're right? Because right. I watched it now, remembering that okay, let me see that was there anything that I missed in the right, connection right. between those two? You did? No, you don't. You never saw them hook up. You never saw them go to to lunch a, a couple of times or anything like that. No, all you know is that all of a sudden her purse right with. Her ID, yeah, and apparently uh, it seems all her credit cards, yeah, is in his truck, and she doesn't seem to have ever noticed it, yeah. So un- unless she is just paid like that, yeah, yeah, it makes absolutely no sense for the 
purse. If yeah. I thought it's one thing if you reach down and all of a sudden you see the business card. Like, oh, whose business card is this? Because it's a chick's name. No, but and it's maybe, her whole wallet and purse. It's her yeah. whole wallet yeah. and purse. And it comes out of nowhere. Like you said, it feels it feels like you missed this. Like, yo, hold up. Was there a jump cut or something like that? Were you jumping into a time warp? Yeah. Like, you know, what's going on? The story makes absolutely no sense. And now I'm going to finish out my notes. Okay. Exactly as I wrote them. The purse on the truck comes completely out of the blue. Story makes no sense. Who leaves a wallet with ID and cards and doesn't come back for it? Why the f*** did I do this to myself again? That's me talking about why am I watching this freaking movie? This movie, this, I do not, I cannot, I know, because I live with one, black women that love this film. Yeah. I cannot understand this film because this film is so freaking manipulative and yeah. one thing I did point out about this I figured out about watching it the second time is that I could see where he makes the flip because the whole first t- half of the movie of this two hour movie two solid hours two solid it's hours two solid I'm waiting hours. for the Avengers to come into yeah. this the whole first half of the movie regardless of how, how you know, I'll say it Stupid Taraji P. Henson's character is. Yeah, yeah. You're you're you you're kind of rooting for her. Yeah. Because she has people on her side. Her sisters are making sense. Yo, I'm they, they called it in college. Yes. Dude, it's got all the earmarks of a of a user. Yes. You know what I mean? And he's shown to be a user. He cheats on her and everything like that. Obviously, just a dude who uh, um only cares about seemingly only cares about himself mm-hmm. and 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 doesn't have any regard for any of the hardships and everything that she is going through to get him to make this marriage work, their life work together. You're, you're asked to, to root for her for that whole first half of the movie. And you're told and shown, told and shown because that's what Tyler Perry does. Right. That the husband is a, is a, 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 I don't want to say he's lazy because he's sticking to he, he is working on right, this right. Thing. He's working his dream, but but he's working his dream. However, but he is totally self indulgent, yeah, um, and doesn't have any time for anything but himself, including her, and has used and manipulated her for for years. Yeah, right? yeah you're totally shown that, right? However, when he finally does get the call that he's been waiting eighteen years from from this angel investor, right, and then he gets the meeting there and he's he has the opportunity to make uh, a boatload of money which will help him and his wife and his family immensely yes and, uh, but he will have to sell out his dreams yeah right when he's faced with that moment he doesn't sell out his dreams. Right. And it is at that moment, especially in the scene afterwards, when you see him, you know, like kind of disheveled walking back down the stairs, but you know, in in his mind, holding on to his pride and 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 also holding on to his to his dream. Like, no, because he actually is right. He's right. Yeah. No, I'm not, I don't want to sell it out because I know you're gonna make a ton of money and I should be able to be a part of those profits. He actually he absolutely is right. But it is at that moment that Tyler Perry 
asks you to switch yeah. allegiance to him. Yeah. Because from then on out, Ty, uh, Melinda's character is shown as deranged, yep. um, spiteful, uh, jealous, and the the entire other side of the coin. When there has been absolutely nothing in her character beforehand that would lead you to believe that she would flip to that extent. Feeling mad, feeling upset. That's not actually true. Whoa, 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 whoa. Feeling mad, feeling upset, feeling jealous. Yes. She did run over the trailer with That's what I'm saying. Okay. So yes, she would be mad. That's not regular mad. Okay. I'm not going to say that she's not mad. Well, we know we know it's not regular. Yeah, that's crazy. Because she hit the trailer, and we also know it's not regular mad because she told you ad nauseum in the movie. Right, right. That this is this is my demon. Right, right. You know, so we know that. Yeah, it's been beaten into our brain. Yeah. All right. So yes, I see her getting mad. I see her even getting getting um jealous. However, up until that point when she finally is done and cuts ties with the brother she is absolutely right in doing so she is she's 100% right in doing so it is only when he on the other side of that then reaches uh, uh, gets his level of success that he does that she is then Pulled into the side of deranged. First, she has to go through the B whale, and then she goes through the deranged, <laughs> as the as the movie tells us too. The five stages of acrimony of acrimony, sunder, bewail, deranged, and then ex- inexorable. She has to go through all of that. And what tips tips that for her is the man who she rightfully, after eighteen years, was tired of. Right, right. Divorced and, him. And divorced him. He gets a level of success. And yes, did he give this other woman the stuff that he promised her? Yes. Yes, he did. But he also gave her $10 million. $10 million. And his si- and her sisters, who up until that point had been not only on point, uh, on point about everything that he said about her, but on point about every piece of advice that they wanted to give to Melinda. Those characters, if they are being play true to form would be the ones that would be in her ear yes I know he's there but baby he gave you 10 million dollars you can have your own you right. can live right next door to him right. you can still get your own freaking boat that's what those characters would if they're played as they've been played in the first half would would do but no he has to have the Melinda on her way to crazy town curse out her her sisters yeah. all of a sudden bring up all this expository stuff about their their life that we didn't know right we didn't care about and so that their voices are totally muted for the rest of the movie which absolutely makes no sense because they were so loud in in the beginning throughout why would they mute be muted at the end why because you can't have the voice of reason in her ear because the voice of reason would make sense you never have any of the people who've been making sense all along making sense now because why because she's just going off totally off the 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 wagon like that i don't believe it it does it doesn't make sense that that character would do that and even if you want to believe that the character would do that the way that she does it still doesn't make any freaking sense <laughs> because she goes back back crazy oh, and all man. of a sudden she goes from Melinda who's who's mad who's upset who 
is jealous. But you gotta remember, she's got ten million dollars in her in her in her pocket. It's not ten thousand dollars. He gave her ten million dollars. He didn't make her a millionaire. He made her a multi-millionaire. Yeah. And bought back her mom's house. Bought back mama's house. But that was not enough because now I want the man that I threw away because he knew my body. Oh. Because he knew oh. he, he owned my oh, body. Oh. Are, are you? Are you? Effing so. serious? Are you effing? I felt so. This movie, uh, look, <laughs> look, and, and 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 it's a bad movie, which then makes Taraji P. Henson horrible in it. As I watch this movie again, she is absolutely one hundred percent horrible in this movie. She's funny because she's horrible. She is horrible in this movie. Everybody. Is horrible in this movie. There is not one. No, I take that back. There is one halfway decent actor in this movie, and I only say halfway decent because she's not given anything really to do. But what she does with it, she's okay. And that's the um the lady that plays her college roommate as an adult. Right, right. Her best friend. Yeah, plays her best friend who who actually was on a uh, Flash. Yeah, she's been around. She's yeah. she's a working actress. She's good. Yeah, she's good. I, I I'll get her name in a moment, but but she's good. Other than that. Everything else about this movie and the whole idea about the Keller pilot at the beginning of the movie, that's only at the beginning of the movie because you quickly lose it. And it's just um, movie by the numbers the rest of the way until you get to this horrible, horrible, horrible green screen boat at the end <laughs> when all of a sudden she becomes yeah. an axe wielding yeah. murderer and you've got the, the hilarious scene <laughs> of throw white people from <laughs> a boat. Oh boy. Well, let's well let's start here. As a horror movie, as a thriller, I think this is one of two post-cookie films that came out last year. So it's this and Proud Mare. And I think that that if you talk about it as a thriller, as a horror movie, you can squint your eyes and think about the great Hitchcock quote about suspense in Thriller, where he he basically said that if you have a film and, an, and a knife wielding maniac jumps out and stabs somebody that is scary but it's scarier if the audience sees the maniac in the house and then the person comes in and kind of walks around and does stuff and that is the suspense Mm -hmm. i think in 2018 the advertising everything with taraji p henson people are looking for cookie the movie Mm-hmm. Like they're looking for Taraji P. Henson to jump and be crazy and act crazy. And one of the things that I give credit to the film is that it holds back on crazy Taraji P. Henson cookie until the last half hour. Like it, it you, you know, like you said, she does the voiceover and you've, I mean, like I, I also hate voiceover, but I think Taraji P. Henson's presence throughout, even with her voice, showed a level of restraint that I don't oftentimes give Tyler Perry to show him, you know, not doing it. So there's that. The second thing 
And here's something I don't know if anyone will ever say again. In a lot of ways, I see this as a companion piece to Beloved. <laughs> we talk about Beloved, you know, we talk about Beloved and, and sort of this fear of black, black fear that you get with black motherhood and this, that, and the other. I think there is a very specific type of female fear and certainly black woman fear that you see come true in this film. When he gets on, he'll leave your ass for a white girl. Mm-hmm. Where there is this great fear that a lot of women have, whether you're talking about something like the first wives club or everything, that I'm going to have this dude and I'm going to rod with this dude mm-hmm. and I'm going to support this dude and I'm going to be with this dude. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets on, I'm not going to be able to partake of the fruits of all of that. Mm -hmm. And he's going to go away. The fascinating thing to me about just the plot of this is that Tyler Perry goes out of his way to not make her a woman scorned. Like you said, she divorced him. He did cheat on her in college, but you know, you know, look, man, do I, I believe in either like a 20 year old, I, I, like anything a 20 year old does. I'm, I'm sure you're 20, but he didn't cheat on her after that. But like you said, he did not get a job. He just worked on this battery. She held him down. He did, you know, everything that everything that they say, you know, they hold him down this, that and the other to the point where I actually thought there were a couple of things in here on the level of production that I appreciated. What? I'm about, I thought it was cast perfectly. I thought it was cast perfectly. I thought that old that that older um older Robert played by Lyric Bent mm-hmm. of of the She's Got to Have a Television Show fame mm-hmm. and younger Robert played by Antonio Madison mm-hmm. were perfectly cast because they look like that dude. Every woman listening to this has known that dude. That threadbare kind of slovenly dude who had dreams Mm -hmm. and he got plans and he's this and he's that and you look at old pictures of him and he looks threadbare and slovenly but when he gets on he gets a haircut and he puts on a suit and it's like oh all right i see you know your stuff is working Mm -hmm. the most famous example of that is our 44th president barack hussein obama who, when you see him in a suit now and look like he have it, like he looks like he wears a wave cap at night <laughs> and he have his little haircut. But pictures of Barack Obama at Occidental, Occidental, yeah, when he yeah. got that crazy, like in the, like them old pictures of him and Michelle where he's wearing like that shirt and that sweater vest, yeah, and he looks like a nut. Mm-hmm. I think that is these dudes, and I think that casting these two men in these roles is a personification of these dudes that I thought worked well. Mm. And the thing is, I think I kind of like this movie. I think I appreciate the effort 
that Tyler Perry makes uh-huh. to make this story mm-hmm. hold together mm-hmm. logically for the most part. It, I think <laughs> I think they set it up about this character like you you know look the script it look the script is terrible the, the script is terrible it's Well the script is the story. Right, but it's a no 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 it's the story and then it's the script. Okay, okay. Right, right. right, 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 right but right, right. the story itself they set up that this is a woman who has deep set anger issues. Like you say mad, but that whole like the fact that she took that car and ran into his trailer and knocked it over to the point where she injured herself. Like she, you know, she uh, basically injured her ovaries so that she couldn't conceive. And, you know, all of that. I appreciated the fact and that's actually I, I have in my notes more than anything else. The two words I appreciate. I appreciate the fact that her sisters acknowledge that this is crazy and you need to do something about this from the very beginning. I appreciated the explanation that they gave for him. Not because you, you know me, you know, I'm right. You know, I was right there where they said, like, you know, they said, Oh, they lost the house. And the first thing I said, when he said he was an electrical engineering major, and I assume they're going to Grambling. Like they never said, but like they're both they both Wearing wear shirts. they both wear Grambling t-shirts. I said there is no way in hell a black man with a degree in electrical engineering from Grambling in the middle of Louisiana, maybe in Atlanta, can't get a job. But then he said, I committed a felony when I was 15. I thought I could get it expunged. I didn't get it expunged. Nobody will hire a felon. And I said, you know what, Tyler? I appreciate you taking the moment to put that line in there. Oh, get the f*** out of here. It's the truth. This whole freaking script, this whole freaking script is nothing but just putting in like like these little stupid explanations no, along the way. Here's the he, thing. He, he no, figured no, no. out a freaking plot no, no, no. hole Here. and he had to fill it. That's all that When was. has he ever filled the plot hole? Right then. He's learned that much. Uh, well, He's learned that yeah, much. Look, look. So I, maybe this is a second pad. Maybe this is a second draft. Get out of here. Get out of here. When he says that he has got to work on this battery and everything with this battery, you get the sense that he's off a little bit. Oh, the, yeah. But I appreciate that he's off a little bit. Like, I appreciate that he didn't punch you in the stomach and he doesn't cheat on her perpetually and all of the stuff that you've gotten after 10 years of Tyler Perry movies. After 10 solid years of Tyler Perry movies. Robert, no, he doesn't cheat on her, uh, like, cheat on her romantically or sexually. No. Like that, but he cheats on her emotionally. When? Because he does, he, he's, he's totally devoid of any emotion no, no, in no, that no, relationship. No, 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 that, no. You're absolutely right. But what I'm saying is that is a more subtle type of abuse. Like, don't get me wrong. She should have divorced him years ago. But this is... This is a toxic relationship that made sense. It does until the flip. Let I'll me get, finish. 
Let me finish. All right, I'm tickle lock. I'm tickle lock. I'm tickle lock. So again, I appreciated the fact that this is the closest to nuance that I've seen in Tyler Perry. I appreciated the fact that he went out of his way not to make Diana, who's the woman that he cheats on with co- in college and then eventually ends up with on the rebound because she works for Prescott, who we'll get to Prescott in a moment. I appreciated the fact that the script does not make her the bad guy, mm-hmm. but you still don't like her. Mm-hmm. But you just don't like her because of the position she's in. Again, this is the closest to nuance I have ever seen in a Tyler Perry film. And I appreciated that. Like, I appreciated Crystal Stewart cast in this role because she looks like that woman. Even to the degree, like you talked about her sister's husbands in the um, beginning of what I call the most awkward spades game ever. (laughs) The one sister's husband looks like a dude who has a kid across town. (laughs) The other sister's husband, when I saw him, I actually said, "Up here goes one of these Tyler Perry actors. So when when Taraji P. Henson's character said, and you know what they say about him, I said, is Tyler Perry acknowledging that he cast men who oftentimes look like they could be gay? And I said, you know what? I appreciate that. Is that what you're saying about Tyler Perry? Oh, Tyler Perry always has these over manicured looking dudes that look, you know, at the risk of being stereotypical. They look like they could be gay dudes. Hmm. So when they say it in the script, I said, oh, okay. What's with this something? There's something happening here. And you go through this whole film. Like I said, I start with, I appreciate the restraint that he showed with Taraji P. Henson post cookie. Mm. Like, you know, it's coming. Mm. Like, you know, it's coming. An hour and a half in, I was ready to come in and say, you know what? This is a mediocre film. This is a mediocre, forgettable film. At the last half hour mark, where melodramatic Tyler Perry and Cookie both came up to director Tyler Perry of Acrimony and said, is it time? And then director Tyler Perry said, Yes, it's time. And he opened up the gate. (laughs) I howled. I laughed so hard. I howled for one solid half hour. From the moment Robert comes and gives her the flowers and the $10 million check, and she goes home and and again, starts the most awkward spades game ever. And she starts to unravel. And I think you're right. Taraji P. Henson is not great in this film. But this speed, like this speed, Cookie, Mm -hmm. where she gets to just wall out. Oh, this, it, 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 I thought it was Faye Dunaway in Mommy Dearest level hilarity. 
And I think for the most part, it was deliberate. Like this is a moment where unlike Medea, Tyler Perry understands that we are now going for spectacle. Mm-hmm. Like this is spectacle now. Mm-hmm. And Taraji P. Henson leans into it. And, and, and I howled and cackled all the way to the end. Remember, cause I called you cause yes. I was in my house howling. I thought it was so funny. Now then, it's still Tyler Perry. There's not anything in here that makes me think that Tyler Perry still understands any type of anything about actual regular life. Like plot points like Melinda's mother left her $350,000 and a house. I feel like that there should have been more commentary about that. Yes. Because I mean, certainly, certainly there are people who can leave their children 350,000, like, and there are black people, I'm sure mm-hmm. who, who, you know, when they die, they will leave their children 350,000. Now I don't know any of them, but I'm sure that there are so that I feel like someone should have said, damn, your mama left you $350,000 and a house free and clear. What did she give your sisters? My first question is, what did she give your sisters? Mm. So if you are a a parent, like most of our parents, you would assume that everyone gets an equal share. So are you telling me that your mother left you a $350,000 and a house free and clear? Because I'm going to keep saying free and clear, Mm -hmm. which means somebody got a 30-year mortgage and then paid it off. Yep. So your mama gave you a house free and clear and $350,000. And as you said, so she should say, well, what did you get? This is because the sisters didn't seem upset, upset about it. So what that says to me is, you know, you, you, you kind of, kind of adjust for inflation and, you know, the house maybe, you know, it's in the South. So, so like the house may be worth about, you know, between two, two fifty. So did she give your sisters $600,000? So now I have more questions about these people who have who are these people have almost two million dollars in assets or your mother gave you three hundred and fifty thousand dollars and a house free and clear and she didn't give it to anything to the sisters and everybody seems to be cool with this. But again, Tyler Perry don't really understand mm-hmm. how how life works. Like Tyler mm. Perry, like I don't know if Tyler Perry has ever been in a situation where people divvy up things mm-hmm. when somebody passes and, and what comes from that and the type of stress and or or even understands the type of 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 money that people leave for right. people. Like right. three hundred fifty thousand dollars is not a small sum of money exactly. for regular folk. There's that that doesn't make a lick of sense. This whole deal with Prescott, where he's he's going to give the battery to Prescott and he spends almost 20 years focused on giving it to Prescott and Prescott pulls stuff out of the uh, he does a lottery and it's one day a year. I actually wrote in my notes that this guy apparently is venture capitalist Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. Like I was so disappointed when they showed him like I thought he was going to be like wacky. <laughs> Welcome to Prescott <laughs> Industries. And he was like gonna be blowing bubbles or something. Cause that like 
like I don't even like I just have watched Shark Tank three or four times and I read like an article in Wired like venture capitalism I don't think works like this not at all so that also doesn't make any sense whatsoever but again I don't think Tyler Perry understands how stuff works now here's what's funny one thing that I suspect he did get right so as we mentioned at the end Melinda ends up coming on the yacht Mm -hmm. but the yacht has this whole crew on it Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking like wow if if we're going to kind of do this as the as the climax and it's going to be Melinda versus this new couple it seems like cinematically it would make more sense for it to just be the three of them Mm -hmm. on the yacht like it's him and his new wife out on the yacht and then Melinda comes up but then I said you know what though I bet a yacht of that size you probably have to have a crew like you can't just take it out by yourselves and I said probably because I don't know anything about yachts because I don't have a yacht and I don't know anybody with a yacht like I don't know anybody like this was a big ass yacht (laughs) like I don't really know how that works like I never thought about it until when I watched it today but then I realized Tyler Perry has been Tyler Perry for 20 years. Like we talk about billionaire Tyler Perry, but Tyler Perry was a millionaire before he was a billionaire. So Tyler Perry probably knows a little bit about yachts. Yes. So like that detail, I think he probably got right. Like he said, well, if I'm going to have a yacht, you need a captain, you need a yeoman, you need a, another word that I don't, I don't know because I don't know anything about yachts. <laughs> You need a fourth person. There's like Gilligan. Like you need a Gilligan. Like and a what, professor. Right. Like whatever Gilligan's job was, you need a Gilligan. So Tyler Perry got that part right. Yes. So that when the film ended, I looked at my notes and I looked out the window and I looked deep within my heart. And I think I liked it. I think I liked it because to bring it full circle, mm-hmm. the part with Prescott, which doesn't make a lick of sense, mm-hmm. the part with 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 the the family dynamics of the money that's left behind, which doesn't make a lick of sense, because he had built up a modicum of goodwill with me, I was actually willing to let it slide, so that I. I think I kind of liked Akram. Like, like all jokes, like if this was a student, like all jokes aside, I think I would give this paper a C plus depending on what, uh, you know, maybe a B minus, like a C plus B minus, like without, without knowing anything about the student, like this was just blind me, me, me grading it. But then if this is a student who I have worked and pleaded with, who has turned in substandard work for all this time. And then they turn this in where I see actual effort to address issues that we have talked about previously. I might, actually bump it to a B just to encourage him and to show that I appreciate the effort. And I know I don't even understand the words coming out of my mouth. Like I'm saying these words and they're coming out of my mouth and I don't understand how they're coming out of my mouth. And I feel like the sister in get out where I'm just, I don't even know if I have control of my own body at this point, but I I have to admit 
like I thought it was, as you know, sort of mediocre. And then the last half hour where we moved into, again, mommy dearest territory with the madness, I just went along for the ride and enjoyed the hell out of that. So I was like, I think I liked it. Lynn, 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 I think I liked acrimony. You who have pointed out many times about um, Tyler Perry seemingly troubled relationship with black women. Yes. Based on his depictions of them in his films. What do you think that this film says about his relation, his relationship with black women? I think this film is attempting to tell women to know when to let go. Like you said, he, he gave her this $10 million. He didn't have to give it to her. She was unable to detach herself from the time that she put in and everything that she went through. And she thought that everything that happened after they separated, she was owed. Like, I think the thing about Melinda, unlike other characters, this is not a woman whose mistake was trying to be a career woman, was trying to... um. You, you know, say motherhood isn't for me, who who wasn't trying to say that, you, you know, she she wasn't attached to the community or or she didn't, you know, go to church, which sidebar. Did you notice there's there was no church talk in this? Yeah, I know. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is a different character. And I think I think the movie is trying to tell women no matter what, quote unquote, investment you think you've made. If you decide to let go, let go. Because again, I think the film goes out of its way not to make Robert or Diana, his second wife, villains. I guess not a villain. No, I would say a villain because he's he is he is extremely all about himself. He's all about this thing. But he but yo. Bill Gates, uh, I mean, shit, again, Barack Obama. Barack Obama sounded like a crazy person mm-hmm. all the way up until he was actually elected president. Mm-hmm. Like one week before he was elected president, Barack Obama sounded like a crazy person. Yeah, but the difference- Who was not thinking about his family, was not thinking about his wife. Mm-hmm. Like Michelle Obama has been very clear in her own biographies about there was a lot of period where she felt like a single mother because mm-hmm. it was just her and the girls mm-hmm. and Barack Obama was out doing this stuff mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. all the way up until the moment he became president- mm-hmm. He sounded like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. And there are all kinds of examples Mm -hmm. of men. And I'm talking about men now, because Mm -hmm. frankly, women very rarely have this type of journey where, where they have this kind of man supporting them and then they get on and then they trade the man in for a younger 
model. Like, you know, it okay. happens. Okay. Okay. But oftentimes we talk about men who do this. I think this is this is the fear. This is the fear. And and the fact that he didn't do anything, I won't say wrong, but he didn't do anything malicious makes this again more nuanced than anything Tyler Perry has ever produced in his entire life. The difference with him and Robert is that while Michelle felt like a single parent many times, she could also in those times of deepest despair, look at her husband and look at his journey and see the steps that he has made. Right. The only steps Robert made was from the bedroom after Melinda went to work. Right. Into the other room. Right. The lab, the house. basically, that he turned into a lab. And he did that for eight years yes instead of even raising like a, a you could have raised a child in 18 years yes right in 18 years without giving up on your dream you can try and you know since you apparently kept running into a brick wall <laughs> can come try and figure out another pathway to your dream yes you know even if you're only getting you know i'm going to take this little bs job just so that you know as far as my dream goes i'm paying for that yeah i'm paying for the parts and everything for that so that that doesn't come in out coming out of what you're bringing in even if he's only just doing that this guy doesn't do that and he hasn't done this for 18 freaking years. I agree with you, but again, let's not pretend we don't know people like this. That's fine, but that but let's also not pretend that that doesn't paint him as the story that's being told as the villain. No, 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 no. I think you're only the villain all the way up until you get success. Yes. And then you Tyler were just, and then you were it. just dedicated. But, the, but, but, he, but he's not even, the, but he's not, it's not until he gets success. He's the villain until he has to, you know, stand for his, stand for his rights. I'm not knocking the stance. I'm not knocking the stance. I'm not knocking. No, no, what no. Happens I'm saying, there. I'm saying retroactively, like, let's say perfect world. It, this wasn't a movie. He makes this this licensing deal, which, you know, it sounds like that's hundreds of millions of dollars, mm -hmm. but he stays with Melinda mm -hmm. retroactively. Everything that he did in them 18 years is now part of the journey. No, to I this. you're right. So that he wasn't the like as soon as you are successful, all of that stuff that happened before is no longer villainous. That's now part of your dedication and your an inspirational and aspirational tale that you go and you talk in front of 11 year olds and you tell them like you tell them the story about how you spent this money and you never had a job and you worked 18 hours a day and on this battery and you burned up the wiring in the house and and you, you fooled around and you lost your wife's ancestral house you know because you were so dedicated to it and then when people then at the end like little Tommy has a question and says hey sir whatever happened to your wife's mother's house and you say you know what 
I went and I bought that house with cash. And I bought it from the people who owned it. And I gave it to my wife. And then everybody cheers and everyone is happy. Okay. So when the Luthor of this movie, Robert, has his Superman, Superman moment, that's fine. But why does it then have to come at the expense of the character that has been all of the characters? Right that had been written about for the first half of this movie. Not even first half. Because first I think three quarters that's the of fear. this movie. I think that's the fear. Well, the fear is that there's not a... I think that that's not the fear. Like, you've never heard any... And again, not to gender this, but you've never heard any woman talk about this. Where these men get on, they leave their first wife, or they leave the person that had them, you know, held them down before, and then they get with the whoever, and this sort of scorn that is, that you know, and nobody thinks about her, and this, that, and the other. I think, look, on a base level, Tyler Perry makes movies for women. True? Yes. Tyler Perry makes movies for black women. Yes. And I think that this is very much a palpable black woman fear that they talk about with, with public figures that they talk about even in our own lives. Like, like, you, you know, no, I understand. I, I agree with that. And I think Tyler Perry is taking that real fear. And, and look, look, as, as, as a craftsman, he's not good. Like I'm not arguing the quality of this film. And I think he is trying to say, because as we know, Tyler Perry is a moralizer, like all his stuff, you know, he makes morality plays. And I think the moral of this film is he says, my audience, black women, you need to understand that there is a moment that even if your greatest fears are realized, which is, you know, you held this man down, you did everything. My wife always says this woman wipes the crust out of a man's eyes and has him, you know, has him, you know, looking good. And then he goes and leaves. You have to let go or else this weight will literally drag you down. Okay, so what is he trying to say about black men in this movie? I don't think he's necessarily trying to say anything about black men in this movie. I don't think he's, you know, again, because I don't think Robert is a bad guy. I don't think Robert is a bad guy. Robert is a. <laughs> I think Robert cheats on her when he's 20. And but, you know, again, Lord knows, I hope they don't start throwing Robert them. is a manipulator. Well, he was a manipulator he, when he, he was, was a young. When buck, he, right, 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 right. You know, you start throwing rocks at people who cheated on their girlfriends when they it's were not 20. even about a ch- cheating. I about the whole car thing, the and, car thing, and then was, the, right. the school. And I will say this, because, again, my view. Tyler Perry built up enough goodwill that I went back and. I admit this, admittedly, filled in some things myself. This is a story being told by Melinda. So if I wrote Nina Simone really the first, I think maybe my fifth thing I wrote was unreliable narrator. Yeah. Because she's telling the story. So although the details or, or, or some of the facts are there, I think it is fair to read this as it's her version of the story. 
even to the point, one of the little things that I like where I was thinking about it earlier today, like, like they meet and he helps her study for a test in a class that he got an A in, mm-hmm. but then she still fails the test. And I was trying to figure out why Tyler Perry put that in the movie. Like, what does that mean? But then I said, you know what? This is an early example of he has all of this knowledge. He knows all of this stuff, but he doesn't know how to package it. Yeah. And then I wrote, was Tyler Perry foreshadowing? So I would have written on the side, were you foreshadowing? That actress I wanted to compliment, I, I found her name, Danielle Nicolette. Yeah, I like her. I did. Like yeah, her. I like her. I like her. So. All right. Well, I'm in a weird place, Lynn. I, I don't like it. Everything like like everything is upside down. Mm-hmm. Left is right. Right is left. Mm-hmm. Cats are laying with dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. And I think I kind of like this movie. Well, I don't. I think this movie is a, a man, manipulative um, swill. <laughs> And and I'm jealous because I want to I want to sit in white hot Tyler Perry fury like you. You know, I love the white hot fury of Tyler Perry films. Nobody should see this film. Nobody should see this film. Do not go see this film. Uh, Run away from it. Um, uh, It's a waste of Taraji P. Henson's considerable talent. Absolutely. I want this to come off like I don't like Taraji P. No, no question. I love her. Um. Uh, but this is a waste of this is a waste and 80 percent of the reason i think that this thing holds together at all i think is because of her Mm. yeah i mean well okay but i i i I don't like anything that she's doing in here i don't and and i I don't like it you ain't like the last half hour where she's bugging out no i really didn't i didn't i mean you didn't find it entertaining she's the two-faced acid on the woman's dress. <laughs> yeah, I, I did peep that. It, it, yeah, the show turned into Gotham. I was like, what the heck is going on? She pulled out the flask that had like the little chemicals. I love the fact that it had the little symbols. Did you see that? It had the symbols on the side of the flask so that you knew it was a chemical. <laughs> it was a beaker. She had an actual beaker of acid. <laughs> She broke into a 1972 lab and stole a beaker of acid. I wish it would have said acid on the side. Acme acid. <laughs> I said, what's boss Zuko going to use? Would you recommend people see this film, Vince? Oh, my God. Would I recommend people see this film? Mm. Mm. Like just the people? Yes. Like just the people? Yes, the people, Vince. Okay. These people who who, who (laughs) live on your every word. Yes. Who who tune into our show mostly because they all side with Vince. Well, maybe not. Oh, long to see what Vince is going to say. Uh, We put up with Len, but he hates everything. Vince, show us the way. What shall we rent on Amazon today? The people? I would say no. Oh, really? Because it's not a good movie. 
But you like it, Vince. I liked it within the context <laughs> of Tyler Perry movies. Like, I think this is the best thing Tyler Perry has ever made. And yet you wouldn't recommend people to see it? No, because it's still not that good. <laughs> I don't know, Vince. You seem to appreciate know. a great deal of I it. I know. It's, again, I'm... By I'm, God, you didn't even find it interesting. I'm... I. <laughs> This is all new territory for me. Like, this is new territory in real time. Like, I kept adding it up. And I was like, do I, I think I like this. Am I about to go say I like this? I think, and I've said this before. I say this every time we talk about Tyler Perry. I think Tyler Perry is arguably the most influential black filmmaker of the past 20 years. Full stop. And because of that, if you care about black film, if you care about the culture of black film, you need to be familiar with Tyler Perry. Mm -hmm. Full stop. I think everyone should watch two Tyler Perry films. I think everyone should watch a Medea film. I think everyone should watch a non-Medea film. And until this point, the non-Medea film that I always chose was um, Daddy's Little Girls. Mm -hmm. And then for jokes, you, you know, everyone knows I'm a Tyler Perry's Temptation guy just because it's super entertaining. I think Acrimony is a quantum leap past Daddy's Little Girls as a film. Still not good. Oh, I th look, man. Look, I think it. I think. I think it is. I. Th I. I do. It's great. I know. I know. I don't. I know. I. I know. So if you have to watch a non-Medea Tyler Perry film, which I think everyone should watch one, I think you should watch Acrimony. All right, I know. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Lynn, I, I, I like. I feel like I need. I should apologize to you. Like no, I, no. like I wanted to. I wanted to be part of it, Lynn. No apology necessary. I wanted to be part of it. No apology necessary. It's fine. I you wanted to. You have your opinion. I wanted to rage with you. I've been looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Lynn, I feel like you're not mad. You're just disappointed. Is there anything you want to say to the, uh, to the missionaries on this, which is obviously your last episode <laughs> of the Michelle Mission? It's been a real honor. Mm. <laughs> this is the reversal. This is our horror movie. Like, this is our horror movie right now. This is a horror movie, right? Now, like, this is a part in the thriller video where you look over at me and I turn around and I'm also a zombie. Yes. Yes, you are. Now, this makes you Ola Ray. Hey, well, I'm pretty. <laughs> Ola Ray was bad. Yes. Oh, Lord. I used to like me some Ola Ray. That's the only reason I watched the video. Oh, my goodness. Where's Ola Ray? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but 
up. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she'll turn up in uh, the sequel, Acrimony Rises. <laughs> I'm sure will be coming to a screen. Boy. In 2019. There is a scene in this movie <laughs> where Diana is in the, I guess it's one of the rooms in the yacht. I don't know what they're called because, again, I don't know anything about yachts. Unlike Tyler Perry. It will be a, a cabin. cabin. A cabin. And she's not, you know, she's doing stuff. And in the background, it's just people in the crew flying past her into the water because Melinda has held up the yacht at gunpoint. Yes. How'd she get on the boat, Lynn? I don't know, Vince. It don't matter. It don't matter. Then she fell off. How'd she get back on the boat? I don't know. It don't matter. (laughs) Oh, I howled in my house. It was so funny to me. Tune in next week as Ryan Sands joins the show. <laughs> Fresh from the cast of Runaways. Oh, Lord. I've been replaced mid-season. I'm sorry. The crazy thing is, he's Ryan is coming in and he's going to be cast as Vince. <laughs> so I'm still going right. to be Vince just, and Len. Just, 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 the part of Vince will now be played by Ryan. There Spence. you go. <laughs> okay, well, I need a drink. <laughs> All right, I'm Len. I have absolutely no idea who's sitting next to me. What if it's an invader of the body snatchers type situation? Then I'm going to cook your pod. <laughs> I will prepare a pot of your pod. In parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.